0: Is that good for you? That's good.
1: All right, it's podcast time, everybody. It is. Yep. Oh, we are so excited about this week. Welcome back. Uh, if you're new here, check out our YouTube channel and watch some of the previous episodes. We're talking about the most neglected member of the Trinity. Yes, the most neglected, and yes. I say that with all confidence. And, uh, me too. Uh, and agree. if you don't know the Trinity, it's God the Father, God the Son. God, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. And so today we're talking about the Holy Spirit and what that looks like as believers, and why He's the most neglected, and how we how we deal with it. How do we live? How do we let Him dwell in us? Yeah,
0: that's a that's a big question. It is. Uh, one of the things you know here at, at Rives uh, Church, we talk about a lot is walking with God and walking in the Spirit and allowing the Spirit of God. To be engaged in every part of life. And I think uh, a lot of times many believers, Christians, um, they've never been taught that. I, I know growing up in the church I grew up in, I never even heard anything about that.
1: It's it's like we, we sing songs about God. We sing songs about Jesus. But the songs about the spirit aren't really. Well, they're like spooky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well you know, and it if kind you're a, of scares you a little bit like you're talking about a spirit and like if you're a King kind of James
1: only church, it's the Holy Ghost this is the Holy Ghost the ghost yeah.
0: which is the sa- another name yeah you know which is fair. but I think you know if we're if if you lean more to the more conservative side of religion or Christianity, then mm-hmm. um, it seems there's certain denominations that are scared. To talk about that because of, again, we talked about this week, last week, the unknown, right? Oh, yeah. Um, What does God say? And there's a lot in the Bible about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost and what he does in the believer, what he's done through actually eternity.
1: And so I thought
0: it would be cool to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually, uh, in uh, October for Halloween, our Halloween series for youth group was called Ghost Stories. And Sweet. we spent four or five weeks breaking down who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, uh, and how just to live with him. In your how did they, they react like, to that? I think that they really did well with it. Our kids loved it. We sat around the campfire. Like, they did Whoa, oh, it was, spooky it was, ghost yeah, stories. Yeah, kind of scary ghost <laughs> stories. <laughs> it was funny. really, really good. Um, but I think, <clears throat> what, what would you say the role of the Holy Spirit is for you or for believers?
0: I mean, that's, that, that's a good question. And, you know, we have to ask. we have to ask ourselves, actually what role he plays and how does he play it. But Mm -hmm. we first have to, I think define like, is he real? Mm. Is he real or is he not real? Or is this just some ghost story? story. Right. So Mm. I think, you know, if you go back to Genesis, um, okay. So first of all, the word Trinity is never in the Bible. Mm. It doesn't exist in the Bible. The concept of the Trinity exists, we believe, but that the word Trinity does not exist. So some people, that's a little bit of a speed bump yeah, for some people. Um, but you look at the Spirit, uh, as it's mentioned, as the whole, and even in Genesis, um, when Genesis was written, in the first couple of chapters, it talks about we making man. And so who is we? If we know God created the heaven and the earth, then who is the "we" that God is talking about—the plural, the plurality of the Godhead—and um, I think other verses in the Bible, other scriptures, would um, indicate that it's referring to God the Father, mm-hmm. God the Son, and God the Spirit. And so we know or believe that God has always been, yep, never created, always existed. Before anything was created, he which is existed. a
1: whole other podcast discussion, a whole
0: other ten podcast yeah. <laughs> discussion, we could go down yeah. that road forever. But we know that the spirit of God was always present. And the Bible talks about the spirit moved upon the water, mm-hmm. right? And so, knowing that He existed, what did He do in the Old Testament? You know, and so we don't have a whole lot of time to get into the depths of okay, where is the spirit? You know, what what are all the verses? But from examples in uh, verses in the first five books of the Bible, Mm -hmm. you see that the Spirit of God actually came upon people, right? He came upon people and gifted them to do certain things or not do certain things or to prove something, right? And that's pretty consistent in the Old Testament. You Mm -hmm. see that all through the Old Testament. And then we get to the New Testament. Okay, the Spirit... Is still alive and still there, but something different happened at the cross. Yeah, when Jesus died on the cross, there was something that happened, and um, Christians uh, started to, uh, were were now given a central theme, which is Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for our sins. And so um, now we have to deal with okay, well, what's his role in the New Testament? Mm-hmm. You know, if he just came on people in the Old Testament. Does What's he still do that today? Is that his role? Does he just, you know, empower me on Sunday to speak for an hour and then leave me? Or maybe he's not empowering me on Sunday <laughs> and I'm, uh, you know. Yeah. And so I think we have to define that.
1: Well, and and just uh, an Old Testament verse I saw in Ezekiel mm-hmm. uh, 36. It says, yep. "I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you, yep. and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh mm-hmm. and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you." and cause you to walk in my statutes to be careful to obey my rules. And so even Old Testament, he kind of lays out, yeah, he came upon and it was individual people, but even in the Old Testament Ezekiel, he lays out, hey, I'm here for you to follow my rules, my principles, my guidelines.
0: But there's going to be another thing I'm going to put. Yep. You know, so it isn't there yet. Yeah. But I'm going to put it in within you. And so it's interesting because that's hundreds and hundreds of years actually before Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And it's like a prophetic thing that we realize, you know, when you compare Scripture with Scripture and you're looking at comparing these two things, you see, oh, wow, the Ezekiel actually said that... This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then Acts chapter 2 happens in Jerusalem. And it happens. And it happens. <laughs> yeah. And so what actually happened is the question. Yeah, you know, and that's I think what we have to ask ourselves because, um, and and of course we're just by way of being gracious to others, um, we uh, we teach that believers are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit comes and lives within them. Mm -hmm. Now we know that some of our other brothers and sisters who will be in heaven Mm -hmm. with us. Think differently on this theological topic, and we're okay with that. Um, but we, this is what we believe. So yep. we're talking about what we feel like the Bible says to us as we study it in context and understand. Yeah,
1: it. And, and just to me, it doesn't make sense that he would just show up for a time and leave. Like, no, because I mean, Jesus says, "I will never leave you or forsake you." But you know, I've thought about this because
0: <clears throat> sometimes you know, there's a lot of teachings different teachings out there Mm -hmm. um quite a few um but some of the mainline ones are you get when you get saved you get in a certain part of the spirit but then um after you're saved then you get like a second blessing of the spirit Mm -hmm. almost as if the first part wasn't complete and Mm -hmm. the second part needed to happen um I don't know much about that because I haven't studied it. I just know what I believe truth is according to what I study yeah. in the context. And so, like, uh, let me read this because I think it's important. So right before right before Jesus' ascension, mm-hmm. after his death, burial, and resurrection, he walked around the earth. Yep, right? for
1: 30 days. 40. 40 days.
0: 40 days. And so he was teaching, hanging out with the, his disciples mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of cool stuff like that. And they were just kind of enamored and just in awe Mm -hmm. of what he did. And so he comes up and says to them, hey, I just want you to know that I'm going to leave you. Okay, so these guys gave up everything that they had Mm -hmm. to follow Jesus, families, jobs, everything. They follow Jesus, and then, number one, he's killed. Yep. And then, three days later, he raises from the dead, and then they see him walking— and then he starts to interact with them. And then after a short amount of time, he says to them, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be leaving you. Mm-hmm. Let me read this to you. Uh, it comes from John chapter 16, verse 5. But now I am going to him who sent me. And the him, we believe, is referring to God. And none of you asks me where you are going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You think? Mm -hmm. We gave up everything for you, Jesus, and you're splitting on us? Yeah, you're running. What's going on? This is the best part. But I tell you the truth, verse 7, it is to your advantage Mm -hmm. that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, another name for the Holy Spirit, the Helper shall not come to you, but if I go... I will send him to you. That's a key, key verse. I will send him to you. And he, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, will convict the world of sin, Mm -hmm. righteousness, and judgment. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to explain what sin, righteousness, and judgment is. And I found it very interesting in this passage Mm -hmm. that the role of the Holy Spirit has kind of changed from the old testament of coming upon people yep. to the New Testament, which is actually indwe- yeah. indwelling people. Yep. And so and I and I think to myself, wow, you know, if I, I you know, put a parenthesis in here and say, man, I can't tell you how long in the Christian life I struggled to figure out how to do the Christian life it almost seemed impossible and mm-hmm. then i realized it was mhm it is and so i'm like how am i supposed to do this and that that word that jesus says to his disciples this is going to be an advantage for you so what's the advantage of the spirit living in it, us like
1: that's a huge thing it is a huge thing it's uh, and like i said i taught this in youth group this summer and what i did is i gave every kid a balloon and I said, keep this balloon up at all costs. And like, I keep it in the air. And so they're running around. They're hitting this balloon. They're diving. And eventually what happens is the balloon falls and hits the ground, right? Mm, don't you love it? Yeah. So, but if I filled those balloons with helium, what's going to happen? It's going to stay up. They just stay up. And so what, what the Holy Spirit does, how he's our helper, he's our power, he's our life source. Like you said, you spent most of your Christian life saying this is impossible. It's because you were trying to do it on your own, trying yes. to keep it up on your own power. But if we try and let Him fill us up, like helium, if He fills us up, He lifts us up, He elevates us, He points us to Christ and God on the throne.
0: And how? Like how does that happen? Like, like okay, so if if the Spirit of God lives within us, mm-hmm. right? Is it us? That's actually doing something to allow him to be active, or mm-hmm. is it him in us that's active that it helps us to do something? If that makes any sense, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. So how do, how do you think that works?
1: I think it's him active. I think anytime we and actually uh, I don't remember what verse it was. There's there's a verse that says like basically anytime you understand anything, it's the Helper, it's yes. the Spirit. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But uh, essentially, um, he's active in us. So anytime we feel conviction of sin, anytime we understand a verse, yep. anytime, anytime, like we talk about seeds being planted in people in Christian life, I think anytime that stuff is happening, it's not on our own accord. It's not us doing it, it's him doing it. And uh, I think it's, is it John 16? 16. Is it the rest of 16? 37, I think.
0: Maybe just a guess.
1: There is not thirty-seven verses in sixteen. How
0: about nine through eleven? <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, I always, I always I'll, thought I'll it find was. It. I always thought it was like an interesting thing because I grew up in a uh, a lot of my life. I grew up. I I was um, at a church that it was a pretty conservative Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot of talk about the Holy Spirit in his role that I recall. I mean, there could have been, but I, I don't remember it. And I think to myself, okay, if, if we're not talking about the Spirit of God living his life out through us, then what power do we have to actually live the Christian life, knowing that it is almost, well, it's humanly impossible— so what what power motivates us to to live the Christian life? Like so you get saved mm-hmm. and then you just do do do? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're wondering about that, go back to last, so go to week's last week yeah. po- podcast. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah. About a set of rules and and it's interesting that the Bible talks about, you know, you're not in bondage to the old way, but you're You have freedom now in newness, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, you know, there is freedom. There's freedom, freedom. yeah. And so being able to understand that the Christian life really isn't about you doing a list of do's and don'ts as much as it is or more than yielding yourself, right, allowing yourself to be controlled by the Spirit of God, like when something happens, that lady that pulls out in front of you or Mm -hmm. that person that sits at the stoplight, for an extra 30 seconds waiting for a different color.
1: Or the roundabouts when people stop or at the, roundabouts. Yeah, roundabouts in Jackson,
0: Ooh. the new roundabouts that people don't know how to use. Yeah. Um, like when you're tempted to lose control, you know, you don't have self-control and you're, you're like getting angry. Well, do you, is it just willpower? Is it my willpower? My willpower live the stinks. Gr- <laughs> I have horrible willpower,
1: yeah.
0: right? Yeah. And so w- there has to be something in it, Yeah, there has to be something in us that enables us. When Jesus said, this is going to be an advantage to you, what did he mean? And I personally believe it's this. All believers are mm-hmm. to live their lives to honor and glorify God, period. And whatever they do, yep. you don't have to be in full-time ministry, you don't have to be a missionary, you can be working at a shop. With a bunch of guys, it's no different, right? And so how we go about doing that, okay, if you go on sheer willpower, Mm -hmm. you're going to fail. And you might be able to hide it for a time, but you'll fail eventually. And so in order not to fail and allow my life to be lived to honor and glorify God, I need extra energy, the Spirit's energy mm-hmm. to convince me, to convict me, to comfort me, to be able to help me understand you, you're you doing this and you're sacrificing your life for God's honor and God's glory, not your own. If right. we do it on willpower, it inevitably will be turned around towards us. It will yeah. go inward.
1: Just like the balloon. The balloon's going to fall. Will. It will fall, 100%.
0: No questions.
1: Yeah. Uh, What I was thinking of was John 14. So we we were off a little bit, but he says uh, 14, 16. Mm -hmm. And I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever.
0: Another helper
1: to be with you forever, not, not, not just just for a second, not just to get complete a task. And then we'll send it back. He will be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans.
0: That's
1: good. That's that's I mean, if you want to bounce back to the argument of is he here periodically, period, not kind of just complete a task. I mean, those he's not going to leave you as an orphan, which means, okay, you're going to have a parent. You're going to have somebody in your life forever. You
0: belong to a family. And
1: he clearly right here. It says forever.
0: This makes, like that verse, uh, coupled with John 16, where it says it's more advantageous. Think about this for a second. Jesus was in human form, all Mm -hmm. God, all man, Mm -hmm. right, when he walked the earth. I believe that. I believe the Bible is clear. So Jesus, in his human form, couldn't necessarily... now. As part of the Godhead, he could, but in his human form, he couldn't be with every person on the planet. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So it makes sense that he would say, listen, this is to your advantage. Now, instead of just being with you, I'm going to be in you, Mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think we read over those verses. We're like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." Why?
1: Why do you think that? It, why do you think we? Because I said in the beginning, the Holy Spirit is the most neglected yes. part of the Trinity. Yes. Why do you think we like disassociate with Him? Why do you? Why do you think that is? We brush it off like we we have the power of Christ and God indwelling in us, living in us at all times as as believers. If you're not a believer we would love for you to have that power too. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but we have this power of Christ living inside of us, mm-hmm. but we kind of skip it over like it's eh, the Holy Spirit's kind of over there or or the Holy Spirit's only on Sunday's worship service.
0: Yeah. Isn't that weird how we, well, if you want my honest opinion, yeah. and it's not, a, it doesn't come from the Bible. This is an opinion yep. from me. I think the reason that the Spirit of God gets the least amount of attention um, mainly is because biblical teaching about the Spirit of God is either inaccurate or not done at all. That's one reason, I think. The other reason, I think, is if you look at church history and down through church history culture, um, many of the movements that were associated with the spirit of god not throwing shade here just just saying have scared people off mm. and they're afraid because there's this unknown thing oh is that what the spirit of god does and mm-hmm. um and we're not going to get into uh, so much so the speaking in tongues and stuff like that that's not what this podcast is about nope. but i think that scares people i do I, I think it scares people, and obviously, I know it scares people. Look at look at the look at the movie. Um, look at movie producers. I mean, they create some scary movies because yeah. they know, and they use spirits because it scares people. It's like scary, yeah. right? Do you th- go ahead? I just I just think that that's <clears throat> those are two reasons. I think inaccurate, um, well intended, but yet not necessarily mm-hmm. accurate Bible teaching about the Holy Spirit's role yeah. in general and then the Holy Spirit's role in a Christian's
1: life. What the, about church verbiage? So, very much se- so since since you were a little kid, yes. What do you tell little kids when you want them to get saved? Ask Jesus into your heart. Ask Jesus into your heart. Yeah. And and I think right there we Completely disconnect. Jesus isn't in our hearts. Yeah. Jesus is at the throne on the right hand side of God.
0: And and people will say, Well, the spirit's in you. Well, yes, we know that God, Jesus, and the Spirit are one. And so figuratively, yes. Yeah. But the person with the the part of the Godhead with the main role in the believer's life Mm -hmm. is the Spirit of God. And the thing of it is we have to realize He didn't give us the Spirit of God to satisfy ourselves Mm -hmm. the desire of god creating man was that man would glorify him that has not changed and that will never change that's always god's primary goal himself yeah which is awesome he can do that he's god and so he gives us the spirit to help us live lives that he intended from the beginning Mm -hmm. to honor and glorify Mm -hmm. him and so if we turn it inward then it gets a little out of a hand, I think, in some ways, I, you know. I'm, I don't want to, you know. And
1: I, I think, along with that, like I think, uh, kind of turning it inward, pointing it towards us. We, like I said, we we kind of associate the spirit of God with church things. Yes, we, I can only be indwelled with the spirit when I'm at church, when I'm in a Bible study, when I'm doing something like that, right? But if you read yeah. uh, in John 14, if you keep reading. Uh, Twenty twenty five. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name.
0: So there is three people talking. Three people three, talked about yep, there.
1: Yep. Okay. The Helper, me, and, and I, the Father. The Father, and it's they're all in submission to each other, which is another really interesting A whole other
0: yeah. three podcasts. Um,
1: but he says he'll send in my name. He will teach you. Listen to this. All things. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Mm. He will teach you all things.
0: So the question is, if the Holy Spirit does live inside of every believer, like how does that work Mm -hmm. in the believer? Like, what's his role? Mm -hmm. Like, how does he do things? Were you ever taught
1: anything like that in church? Not that I remember. Not that it like stands out that I remember. No. Uh, I know a few weeks ago or a few months ago you were you were talking on this because we were going through the Book of John mm-hmm. and the thought that just ran through my mind is actually in John fourteen the word helper in the Greek is Paraclete yes and when you look into the Greek not parakeet. not parakeets. Paraclete, paraclete. and not cleats like soccer cleats no.
0: C L yeah. E T E
1: no S but e no s but the word Paraclete um, in the Greek really is is it means to to come alongside. Yep. So just like me, we're alongside and talk. Yep. Is essentially what it means. Yep. So how does the Holy Spirit do it? He comes alongside you mm-hmm. and lets you like live your life. But ever, he's ever got, so gentle. Yeah. Just having a conversation, and how do you have a conversation? Is what we say all the time at Rives Church. You got to get in the, your nose in the book. You got
0: to keep your nose in the book, and let
1: him talk through this book. Let him talk through. I mean, I I personally believe the Holy Spirit can use anything to nudge you. It can be a mm. you could be watching a baseball game, and he can say, "Hey, this is kind of how God loves you," and you go, "What?"
0: <laughs> you know, it's 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 the it's a crazy thing because, um, you know. In Genesis chapter three, right? Mm -hmm. Going all the way back, we know that Adam and Eve made a choice that got them kicked out of the garden. Mm -hmm. And that choice was a sin choice. It was something opposite of what God wanted for them and actually verbally instructed them to not do. Don't Mm -hmm. eat of the fruit. And Mm -hmm. they did. And so, based on that, if you look at Romans chapter five, it says, whereby one man's sin sin entered into the world another man's death you know yep. led to life and that's a paraphrase in yeah. in Romans chapter 5 and so that life that he wants for us starts with Jesus right and as we're saved as soon as we're saved the bible indicates that the spirit of god comes up and takes residence and i'm going to be with you forever mm-hmm. right And so many believers may not even realize that or know that. And they walk around the Christian life frustrated. Yeah. Why am I sinning? I don't want to sin. I want to do things that honor God. And then when I do those things, I wonder why I have this nagging feeling that I did did it wrong Mm -hmm. or said it wrong or acted wrong or didn't love my wife the right way. All those things are true. And many times what I find, back to your question, I can be driving down the road
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it could be nothing. I can just be listening to some music or, you know, just be bopping along. Yep. Just and next thing you know, something that I said will come up in my mind. And the spirit of God is talking to me, not audibly, mm-hmm. but reminding me, hey, that you really didn't have a good attitude with that, or you shouldn't have said that. You know, yep. you didn't do that. And, you know, what we have to realize is when Jesus died on the cross, right, before that, the only hope we had was to follow the law. After <laughs> Jesus died on the cross, we have hope for eternity, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. Part of what he did was set us free from our original sin nature mm-hmm. that were given to us by Adam, by one man's sin, Adam. Adam. That's what it's referring to. And so we have this sin nature to deal with, even Christians. Now, the sin nature doesn't have any power over you, but because we live in this on this planet, and this is a sinful planet, and we're sinful people, and we were born into sin, the Bible talks about, even though it doesn't have power over you, you still have the choice to choose it. Mm. Mm -hmm. and go back to putting yourself actually under the law, and you become a slave to your old man. Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 talk about that. Romans 7, Paul says this. Mm -hmm. Why do I do... I said this Sunday. Why do I do do the things that I don't want to do, but the things that I want to do, I don't find the power in me to do those things? Mm -hmm. And Paul's trying to figure this thing out, too. The best part of that uh, at the end of, uh, end of Roman, uh, Romans seven leading into Romans 8:1 yep. Paul writes these words, but there's still no okay. condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. and so I don't think the Holy Spirit necessarily wants to condemn us in, in sort of rub our nose in the dirt. no he wants us to he wants to convince us that living a certain way that's not for ourselves, is the best way to honor God in the way he created us. Yeah, And and as, once you know that, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, have, two, I have
1: two-year-olds at home. Yes, you when, do. And when I tell them not to touch the stove, it's not because I'm trying to be a bully, power-hungry dad. No. It's because I don't want to see them get burnt. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does walking alongside us. Hey, JP, you shouldn't get angry at the car in front of you. Maybe maybe you need to show them some grace. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> eh, maybe. You know? Yeah, maybe. Caleb, you don't need to scream at your two-year-olds. Maybe you need to show them some grace. Yeah. Right? And so I think the Holy Spirit uses everyday life, everyday things. And reflecting back to this book, like John 14, it said, I will show you all that you've learned. Mm. Or he will show you all that you've learned. Yeah, sometimes and so that's a challenge. Any any verse, like people memorize verses in Sunday school mm-hmm. or Awana, if mm-hmm. you're old school, um yeah <laughs> apparently i'm old school <laughs> but you memorize these verses and you may have no idea what that means but then 20 30 years later you may hear just a little nugget of that verse again and the holy spirit go hey remember that remember
0: that verse and you're able to quote And it. you're
1: yeah and you go okay what does that mean now and then you can start to talk to him directly what did you mean yeah but that's kind of scary
0: that it, that's it, where that comes in it's right? too
1: easy it
0: almost is too easy in terms of there has to be more. Mm-hmm. What makes it hard is our our old sinful flesh, right? The sin patterns that we've done, mm-hmm. our Achilles sins, the things that that we do more than other things that are wrong, they're always pulling at us, right? Mm-hmm. They're always pulling at us and wanting us to do that. Now, why do you think that is? Who do you think's doing that? Oh,
1: absolutely, it's
0: Satan. I mean, he he likes to see us not living lives that honor God and glorify God. So he's going to allow those things. He's going to maybe even put things in our path that would trip us up. Right?
1: There's a. I haven't read this book, but I read this quote from Francis Chan, uh, "Forgotten God." Oh yeah. There's a quote, Good he quote. says, If I were Satan, my alt and my ultimate goal was to thwart God's kingdom and his purposes, one of my main strategies would be to get churchgoers to ignore the Holy Spirit. Oh man. I believe that this missing something is actually a missing someone. Yes. So if he says, if I were Satan, I would try to get churchgoers to forget how much power they actually have. Or Christians, not just churchgoers. And like,
0: that's, you know, that's been my thing, I guess, the last Three or four weeks, you know, as I've been speaking out of Philippians, like, you, you don't have to live an undefeated life. Mm-hmm. You have the Godhead, part of the Trinity in you, empowering you, Yeah, the pneumos, the pneumatica. Like, yeah. He gives you that energy and power to be able to live the Christian mm-hmm. life through His power. And then, the ultimate result, Christ's life is, like, lived out through us. Yeah they see people see Christ because they see his his um example in us and it's and here's the thing people may look at you and say wow that's weird that's, you never would have done that before yeah. like why why are you behaving that way
1: i i remember one time i worked at target and i was 20 21 years old or so and i worked in the back room i was having a miserable day just angry like in my mind i'm throwing stuff just Storming around the back room. This, I don't have those days. Yeah, I, <laughs> I and and uh, this old lady Sue. She came back and she was just and I was just sitting there working at this point. She was like, him, you always have a smile on your face. You're always uh, so happy." No. Please don't you hate that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, no I'm, I'm not, not, really not, not really happy right happier. now. Yeah. But it was because like they knew I was involved in youth group. They knew like they knew who I was in a general day to day. Yeah, and maybe I just actually You looked were one happy. of those church guys. I was a church kid. Yeah, yeah. But so like because. The fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit was living in me. Even in my angry, self wallowing, the pity me day, somebody still saw, saw something good.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, that brings us to the whole thing of, you know, God's Spirit in us, his desire is, his desire for us is to live a life that is honoring and pleasing to God, live a life of holiness, that, mm-hmm. which is possible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: probable. That's a different topic. Possible, yes. We don't actually have to sin. Yeah. But we choose to.
1: Multiple, right? multiple times, Daily. all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. So, but how does that work out in a Christian's life? I think that's the big thing. So, I'm going to read from Galatians, and this is really important. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. But I say to you, this is Paul writing to the church at Galatia. Uh, Galatia. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh.
1: Wow, that easy, huh? Walk on, in the Spirit. Come on, Paul.
0: Walk by the Spirit, and you will not mm. carry out the desires of the flesh. We know if we live a life that carries out the desires of a flesh, We're not. that life yep. doesn't honor God. However, if you walk in the Spirit, you're walking in a life that Given over to God, trusting God with everything, allowing the Spirit of God to help you make those right choices. Why? Because we know they're going to honor God. And then it says uh, in verse 17, this is what we were talking about. Like, you still have that battle in you, right? Mm-hmm. I want to do, man, that lady just cut me off. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't like, like, edge up to her bumper and tap her a little bit. I wouldn't do that yet. Now. <laughs> I wouldn't do that now. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it says this, okay, next verse. For the flesh, listen, sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. And he's talking about so that you can't do the things that you know will please God. Mm-hmm. Your flesh wants you to do something opposite mm-hmm. of the spirit and the Spirit wants you to do something opposite of the flesh. And this is one true fact, as true as it can get. The flesh and the Spirit don't operate at the same time. They cannot. It's impossible. You can't walk in the flesh and walk in the Spirit at the same time. You're either or. Yep. How do I know that? Thanks for asking. <laughs> now the deeds of the flesh are this immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy outburst of anger don't have problem with that Mm-mm. disputes nah dissensions factions envying one another Ooh. getting drunk carousing and things like these which i have forewarned you and i have forewarned you not to practice those things and such people that practice those things will not see the kingdom of god that's another topic and we'll talk about that maybe later so if you're wondering am i walking in the flesh Galatians chapter 5, you can read verse 18 through 21. Just measure up. Did my action, was my action categorized in here? Was I being, was I being, was I angry? Mm. Was I creating a dispute? Did I go out and get drunk? Even though I may have the liberty, that last week. Last week. week. Okay. Okay. Those are things that your flesh desires, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is not actually a complete list. This is not like the complete right. list, right? Paul's giving the the, the spark general notes. Uh, yeah, yep. this is what it, it could be, and here's what I would say. Um, and this is this is really interesting because this is a whole nother topic. These many are outward. Mm-hmm. But many times our flesh comes from the heart, attitudes. The heart is deceitful. The heart is deceitful. The attitudes and actions that start in our heart is where it actually is, and it comes out in anger, Mm -hmm. right? So even the attitude in our hearts that nobody else knows about, right, Mm -hmm. can be dishonoring to God, and we're not being led by the Spirit, but we're allowing our flesh to take over because it's all about me. Yep. Right? And so we have to be very conscious
1: and dependent on Him. Yep. And when we are, I think it's in the same chapter. You get the fruit of the spirit. Oh. Then you get love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, patience. Verse twenty-two. look, yeah.
0: but the fruit of the spirit is. Yeah. Okay. Fruit of the spirit. Fruit yep. meaning one. Yep. Okay. Love, joy, peace, pa- <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness. Gen- gentleness, gentleness. <laughs> Listen to this one. Self-control. Ooh. And then he says, against such there's no law. In other words, you can do those things as much as you want. So we know there's this war in us, right? Right. We have to recognize that because of Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection from, on the cross, if you trust him as your Savior for your sins, knowing that you need to be made right with God, he also, in that process, has freed you from the power of sin. Mm-hmm it doesn't have any power over you but it's still there and we can choose to give power back to it if we want
1: what i what i told the youth group when i taught this was i said you have two monsters living inside of you yes which one are you going to feed
0: one good one one bad one yeah
1: which one are you going to feed and you that's that's how you walk in the spirit as you feed it
0: i've had i've um, you know i do you guys know i do counseling and and i've had people say to me man, sometimes there's this battle. I have like this good angel on one side and this bad angel on the other side, and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know if it's an angel, but that's right. Yeah. Um, and you're wrestling because if you're a believer, the Spirit of God in you is trying to draw you to himself and draw you away from your fleshly desires. Paul talks about this in Galatians mm-hmm. chapter 5. And we're able to do that if we choose, just like... Adam was able to not eat the fruit, Mm -hmm. but he chose to eat the fruit and thereby suffered consequences that affected the entire human race. Yeah. We can find that in Romans chapter five, Genesis chapter three, and all through scripture. But anyway, I mean, this, this, like, there's, I get excited about a lot of things. Nothing excites me more than this. Right. Because now I have the the power, I know where the power comes from. And I think, man, new Christians, old Christians, you know, Christians that feel like they're dead in their and not, God's not doing anything, and God, I just feel, you know, dry, and I'm I'm not spiritually alive. And I would say, I would say, ask God to make His Spirit in you evident to you. Mm-hmm. And I would also say,
1: you got to keep your nose in, in the, the book. book. Yeah. You got to keep your nose. in. The you're not going to feed out. the beast one hour on a Sunday. No. Right. Because then Monday morning comes. And, and then, then what do you do? And then the traffic comes. And then Wednesday mm. afternoon comes. And then Friday night comes. Or your kids comes. are all up all night on mm. Sunday night. Right. Kids.
0: And you go out to get the bottle. Yeah. And you know that big Lego set that you bought? Uh, I mm, I don't like this. And you step on it <laughs> when you're half asleep. Yeah. And it's weird how you're not even, like, you're, like, subconscious, right? And your flesh can kick in right away, right? Oh, yeah. The natural, you know. I've seen videos of, you know, how people respond when they're Christians when they shut the door, and they're like, I shut the door (laughs) on my finger, you know? (laughs) And it's like there's that pull. There's that pull for us to respond in ways that are
1: not God-honoring, but we have the ability through the power of the Spirit to be able to do that. So with that, I kind of I want to switch gears a little bit Absolutely. with the Spirit. Uh, uh, First Thessalonians, mm-hmm. it talks about quenching the Spirit. Oh. So uh, yeah. I'm going to read it in context, and yeah. then I'm going to kind of let you pick at it a little yeah, bit, and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. you what I think. But, so uh, Thessalonians 5, 16. We'll start. right. Re- Rejoice always. Mm. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Did you say
0: seizing or ceasing? Cease ceasing. Stopping.
1: See, Pray without stopping. Stopping, ceasing. Yeah, ceasing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, your Maryland accent I getting know, in here. I know. Sorry. Uh, I know. Or yeah. Give Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies or gifts. But test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from e- every form of evil. And then there's another part of that we'll read in a second.
0: And that was 1 Thessalonians
1: chapter 5? 5, 5. 16. 16. Do not quench the Spirit.
0: Yeah. So so does
1: that mean we have more power than God to resist the Holy Spirit?
0: No, we, we, we can't ever say that we have more power than God. We can say we have the power of God. Mm-hmm. We don't have more power than Him, but you know what what a believer has to recognize is that the power that the holy spirit brings to you is the same power that raised jesus out of the grave right you mean i have the bili- the ability to overcome sin my personal opinion and i'll just give this and i feel like what the bible speaks about uh, when it talks about quenching the spirit
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think quenching the spirit is this and some some have a, a very clearly defined Well, if you do this, that's quenching the Spirit. I believe anything that is not a fruit that displays the Spirit could potentially be something that quenches Mm -hmm. the Spirit, quenches, shuts Him off, right? And doesn't allow Him to have control. And so God doesn't want that. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't do that. And so it's funny, because as soon as we hear, don't do that, what do we want to do? We do it we do it absolutely it's that thing in us right Mm -hmm. and and i think you know as as believers and you know and he goes on don't quench the spirit don't don't despise prophetic utterances prophetic teaching of god's word Mm -hmm. understanding god's word um and then it says but examine everything carefully Mm
1: -hmm. we talked about this hold fast to
0: that which is good a stain from every form of evil examine everything carefully does Mm -hmm. that mean when my buddies ask me to go to the bowling alley and i know they're going to be drinking should i examine that before i go yes everything. examine it carefully Mm -hmm. this this kind of relates to an old testament verse and i talked about it sunday as well proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Mm-hmm. And if we don't allow the Spirit of God to speak to us in every situation, yep. our tendency will be to go to the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. If that's what it is. That's just an example. Yeah. Of course. It could be anything. You're
1: allowed to go bowling. Yeah, you, yeah. you have the liberty.
0: Watch last week's podcast <laughs> on that one. And and so, you know, we're given these specific things. That we're supposed to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. And here's what I would say. Don't focus on what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Focus on listening to the Spirit of God in you and allow Him to control what you should do and what you shouldn't do.
1: Mm -hmm. This is where liberty is found. And which, what's interesting is is Paul gives us the answer before he says that. That's Paul's writing. That's how he, he writes says, a He says, rejoice always, pray without stopping, uh, um, give thanks in all circumstances. Mm. So he, he gives us the answer. This is what you're supposed to do. Look to Christ in all circumstances. Pray continuously. And how do you do that? That means we're walking and talking. You have to. <clears throat> um, we had... There, there was an example. Somebody said, I don't know how to pray to God because I don't feel like there's a lot of big things going on. And, and so the, one of my youth leaders told this kid, he said, how do you talk to your girlfriend? Do you talk to your girlfriend every or day? Or do we want to hear that? Now, well, yeah, well, <laughs> But he said, do you talk right. to your girlfriend every day? And he was like, yeah, we just little things, like how our day was, what we ate. And he's like, why don't you talk to God like that? You know, <laughs> like, like p- pray without ceasing." Pray without stopping, just continuous continuing the conversation with God and keeping Him alongside of you in every circumstance, in the good, in the bad.
0: You know, for some believers, um, and I, I'm not trying to judge anyone; I really right. am not. But this is this is a of a, a, a not a common subject talked about, mm-hmm. um, and they struggle. They struggle in the Christian life. Yeah, they struggle in the Christian life. Um, becoming and being who God wants them to be because they stop short of the power that will actually allow them to live a life that's honor and glorifying to God. Yeah. And let me say this. Do we do it perfectly all the time? No, we don't. But as we mature and grow, that's why one of the things here at Rive's Church we're trying to do is mature believers. Why? Mm -hmm. Because if you mature, then you live a life in a different way that honors God and you You learn, and you grow, and the Spirit of God works in you. He says here, uh, now may the God of peace, Mm -hmm. right after those verses, after you abstain from every form of evil, and that says now, now, Paul says now, okay, once you've done that, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believers, with the... the indwelling Holy Spirit actually have the ability to live holy lives, and they have the choice to not sin. Mm. You do not have to sin. It doesn't have power over you. You have to give the Spirit the power over you. Mm-hmm. Allow Him to control you. You're either doing one or the other. Yep. There is no neutral in the Christian life. Yeah. You're either walking in the flesh, or you're walking in the Spirit. And the question is, for everybody, which one are you going to choose? Which one are you going to choose? Which one are you going to choose? You want to be able to handle that thing in a way that's honoring God, and it's really tough, and you you feel like you're going to lose it, and you don't know what you're going to do? Here's what I would say. Depend on the Spirit of God that lives within you. Mm -hmm. How do I do that, and how do I find him as my source? Keep Keep your your nose nose in in the the book. It's that, I mean, do you not get a manual with a vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Do you not get a manual with your car? Do you not get a manual with your new drill or any other thing? Believers have a manual. It's mm-hmm. the word of God. It tells you how to walk and live and how to be dependent on the spirit of God so that our lives can honor and glorify him.
1: Well, that's all the time we got today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Check out our YouTube, our Linktree, our Instagram. We're all over social media. All over we social love media it. now. Um, <laughs> some of us love it. We love it. <laughs> no, love we it. love it. But we would actually oh. really love to see you in person. So if you're in the Jackson area, come check us out at yep. Rives Church. And uh, um, remember to... What was that? Questions. The oh <laughs> you can help me like you're sitting here Hey, so. if you're wondering about anything we're
0: talking about and you might have a question uh, that nobody can answer we may, may not be able to answer it either but we'll give it a shot we'd love to uh talk about those things if you have anything send them to us a uh, private message you can dm us or whatever yep. and uh we'll try to answer them but most of all and don't forget keep, keep your, your nose in the, the book, book.